Hello and welcome to Radiance and Resilience. I'm Betty Parker, your host. As we continue to face uncertainty in our lives, many people have expressed to me that they are fearful and frustrated. They don't know what to do about the present. They have no clue about what's going to happen in the future. And staying in this holding pattern has proved to be nothing more than exhausting. We know that soon enough, the chokehold that this pandemic is having on our daily living will all be over, but our lives won't quite be the same. So how do we bounce back after an unprecedented event that has crippled the economy, cost people their jobs, shortened our earnings, challenged our health, both physically and mentally, and generally made us feel a little less safe? I'm joined by entrepreneur and business coach Raquel Thomas to talk about resilience. Listen to her practical advice on overcoming after this message from our sponsor. Well, good morning, Raquel. Good morning, Betty. How are you? I am great. I'm great. Considering the circumstances, we know we are in a, a situation now that's kind of slowed everybody down. Um, it's causing a lot of change to occur when people weren't expecting it, and it's unprecedented change. And so in this time where what we're fighting most often is the 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 vulnerability of being um, caught up in a situation where we might be subject to some kind of physical illness, specifically the COVID-19 virus. For most of us, we might not even have that experience. However, our mental and our emotional health is um, in some ways at risk for everybody. You know, not everybody might experience the physical issue of the virus, but everybody will have to deal with how we handle the shutdown from a mental and emotional standpoint. That being said, um, I want to talk about ways to bounce back in situations like that. This this podcast is about radiance and resilience. It's about overcoming certain odds. And I know you've experienced a lot in your life, situations you've had to overcome. And I'd like to hear a little bit about maybe as much as you want to share about those experiences, but more importantly, how what you employed to overcome certain circumstances when you just kind of felt like, oh my gosh, this is this has been difficult. I feel kind of worn out or worn down by it. I don't know where I'm going to go from here. You know, how do I get past this situation? This situation. We want to enlighten our listeners and help them uh, if anybody's feeling that kind of overwhelming feeling and not knowing where to go from here. So I'll let you tell me about any experience you think uh, you'd like to share and what you did to get through it. Well, uh, Betty, I'll say this. We are all affected by the coronavirus, COVID-19. Despite whether we physically have the virus or not, we are all affected emotionally, mentally. It's getting closer to home. Um, I know more and more people that are losing family members. Uh, So it is, it, it affects all of us, whether we have the virus or not. And for me personally, you know, I can tell you, many different situations or seasons in my life where I've had to overcome something and it is all the same how I get through it it doesn't vary much uh, from a child coming out of foster care to being an adult owning several businesses and having to you know lay some of my people off cut hours close some of my businesses down uh, it, it requires resilience. You know, you have to keep doing the work. Um, one of the biggest things that I'm talking about right now with my coaching clients, my business coaching clients is you have to pivot. And for every bad situation I've ever been in, 
for every bad season I've ever had, I had to figure out a way to pivot, um, whether it be my personal life or in business. And that pivot is going to be different in each season, but the principles of it remains the same. You know, you're still in a situation where you have to, number one, be resilient and understand that we were given this life to live it. And we just have to simply make the choice to do the work. I think some of us start to struggle when it's time to do the work because either we don't know how or it's so unfamiliar. Uh, A lot of times we're learning as we go, especially in business, right? We're learning as we go. Uh, So I think for a lot of us, it comes down to figuring out a way to pivot. What can you do in a bad season to make it better? What can you learn? What, where can you add value and what's in your hands? What do you have in your hands right now that you can use and go to work? Um, Yeah, I I agree with that. And I, I, I agree, especially with the part that, you know, a lot of times when we're kind of thrown into these situations, no warning, it is a crisis Mm -hmm. because nobody was prepared for it. Right. However, what you don't do is react to the situation in the way that it comes at you. So if it came out of nowhere and it's like, oh, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, we can't lose our heads over it. So cooler heads have to prevail and we have to take some type of action. Like you said, what happens a lot of times is people are overcome with fear. So, oh, I don't know what else to do at this point. And they're standing still when they ought to be moving, right? Correct. So it's like, what's the next step for me? What do I need to do? And it might be slow going, And it seems like a lot of stuff is coming at you, but we have to remain calm in these situations and be more, um, approach it from a more intellectual standpoint than a more emotional standpoint. Absolutely. And I think we miss that at times. What are you seeing as you talk to people or hearing? You know, one of the things that I'm hearing is what are we going to do? Like how much longer are we going to be in this situation? I hope it's over, you know, at the end of the month. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is we're going to be, Uh, in the same situation in June. I don't believe that we're going to be out of the situation, you know, at the end of April or during the month of May. I think if we're lucky, it's going to be June. And what I've been telling people is, what do you have in your hands right now? There has to be something that you can get better at right now. There has Mm -hmm. to be something that you've needed to do for the last year, the last six months that you can get done right now that is going to change something when this thing is over. So there's, there's work for all of us to do. There's no one, you know, that doesn't have anything that needs to be done. But I I was talking to uh, one of my business partners yesterday and he said to me, if everyone doesn't come out of this smarter or having achieved something that they needed to achieve and couldn't because of time, something is wrong here. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, and and that's so, and this is, this is, that's something, I mean, it's so important for Rachel. I want to call you Rachel, Raquel, because here's the deal. We have nothing but time on our hands right now. And it's a forced time, but what it should force us to do is in this moment, start thinking through, like you said, those things we haven't been able to do for a while. We've always said there's not enough hours in the day, right? I'm looking to people to start looking at ways to improve. So if there are things that you know you should be better at in in your business or even for yourself personally, what 
can you start investing in, in you or in your business to make it better so that when we come out of this thing on the other side, you're ready to hit the ground running and uh, it's a better version of you or your business. This is your preparation time. This is your investment time. What I'm finding though is that as much as I put myself out there to say, hey, I'm here to help, I'm not getting the response back from people that, oh yeah, because I'm I'm looking for it, right? I'm going out every, mm-hmm. I've probably all zoomed out at this point. I have been on every webinar or virtual meeting you can have, mm-hmm. uh, just looking for ways to improve my business and to improve myself. And so this is a time for self-reflection. It's a time for what do I need to do to get better? It's a time to look at my business and look at how I can do it differently because everybody keeps talking about quote, the new normal. Yeah, because I don't think we're going to go back and be what we were before. And if we shouldn't be that thing, that's actually a good thing. I mean, we may not have been our best before. Correct. So here's a time when the whole world is slowed down, we can get our feet under us and we can make some improvements. So if people aren't doing that, they're wasting a valuable, a golden opportunity, you know, in their, in their work and in their lives. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, where we are right now, as I came into 2020, I'd scaled down some things and I said, you know, Raquel, as we go into 2020, we're going to not really introduce anything new, but really focus on the projects that you already have, the projects that you're already working on. So for me, I've done a lot of research during this time. I've done a few, a few classes, right? I've taken a few online classes right. just to horn in on a craft that I've been working on really since the third grade, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I've just been focused on really getting better at that one craft, like my childhood dream. So one of the things that I've been focused on, even from a mindset perspective coming into 2020 is really scaling down, getting, cutting all the noise, cutting all the noise, Mm -hmm. cutting all the things that just don't matter and really getting focused on what does matter and mastering what I already have on my plate before I add Mm -hmm. something new. So for me, I've been in learn learning mode. Like I've been learning, I've been taking classes, I've been writing a lot. So I think there's there's so much room for improvement, even when we're great, you know, mm-hmm. even when Not we're right. great, even when we're successful, even when we don't have financial problems, there's still room to be better. And I think that's what we all should be doing in this season. As we go through COVID-19, we should be figuring out all the things that can make us better when this thing is over. Absolutely. And so I don't get it when anybody says they're bored or they're getting cabin fever or they're going stir crazy. If you keep your mind on something, if you start regaining focus on those things that are important and important to you, then there's no time for boredom. In fact, you could almost be back in that same situation and say, are there not enough hours in the day? Because I have projects that I've been working on and have been working on for quite a while. In fact, my book, I just finished my book completely and totally. I've been working on a book for two years, but now I had time, you know, time now to finally bring that thing to some conclusion. And now I have to work on, you know, well, we're going through the editing process and uh, get ready for the publishing process. And I have to create a model around it and all these kinds of things, right? There's time classes, coaching, all of that stuff. So um, I I get it that a lot of people aren't uh, business owners or solo practitioners like us. They may have employees or maybe they are an employee of a company. Maybe they're at home working uh, at a job. But you know what? Everybody has something else that they want, some dream, something that they've always wanted to do. 
And this is an ideal time to find that time to get it done. And so to your point, in this conversation about resilience, this is what we're talking about overcoming in a situation that might sometimes be, it seems like a challenge on the surface and in a lot of ways it is. Uh, we're trying to stay safe. We're trying to stay healthy. We're not disregarding the fact that there are people out there who are struggling uh, with this illness and may have lost some family members uh, as a result of it. Because like you, I don't think at the end of this, anybody's not going to be touched by this disease in some way. You may not have been touched by it directly, but you know somebody who has, right? So some kind of way, we'll all have something we can relate to. But while we're trying to stay in place and stay healthy, I think the, um, the part of being resilient in this whole thing is to find a way to be focused on something mm -hmm. that is of value and that's going to help you come out uh, of this on the other side, on the other side, either... Um, a new project you can work on that you've always wanted to work on are, are bringing something to a conclusion and um, and uh, just looking at how to better something in your life. Like everybody, you know, should be birthing something. Everybody right. should be birthing something. Besides a real baby now, because you know they talk about the baby boom. That's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, somewhere. yeah, of course. Because I, told you, like, I am not having any more babies. I am happy <laughs> with the two that I biologically have and my two stepchildren. So no more babies for us. But, um, right. you know, when I say birth, I am talking about literally birthing that project, that dream, that thing that you've always wanted to do. Um, it is time to birth it. You have the time. You have nothing but time right now. And I think you have another 60 days of time <clears throat> and you can do a lot in 60 days. I tell people, you know, I, I wrote my first novel during Lent, during mm -hmm. Lent. So I, I think about having 60 more days, 45 more days just to sit down and, and, and work. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think if people take the time to really think about what's going on, it's a beautiful thing to have more time with your family. It's a beautiful thing to be able to do schoolwork with your kids because oftentimes I know for me being an entrepreneur, I'm running, running, running. So my kids are in such a schedule where, you know, I get them from school we get a snack, we do homework, we spend about 30 minutes, then we get in the bed, I put them to bed, I, you know, I give baths, put them to bed, then I'm ironing clothes, and then back on my laptop at 11. So like to have the time and the freedom to spend time with your kids right now is so important uh, for husband and wives to have more time because everybody's working all day and all night. When you get home, you're tired for you to birth that new work project that you want to do. So it's really a beautiful thing where we are right now. While there's some tragedy in it, why, while mm -hmm. there is some hurt and some pain in it, it's also beautiful. What do you say to people? Because I've been trying to think about all the people who are out there right now and who might say, well, you know what? I'm having to work from home and my children are here as well. And I'm already having a hard time juggling everything, right? I got to stay on this laptop. We're having all these virtual meetings. These children are online because they have virtual class. They're asking me questions that I might not be able to answer. I got to make sure there's food in the house and folks, because they're coming to me three times a day. What's for breakfast? What's for lunch? What's for dinner? Uh, and I'm speaking from a woman's perspective, right. but we know there are men out there as well who are like, hey, I'm kind of stuck in the house too. And I'm hearing all of this noise. I can't think, I can't concentrate, whatever. There's all kinds of things where it might still be 
as much as we're at a time when we're at home, it might be even busier than when we were able to escape to an office and leave some of the stuff at home behind, right? So how do we help them to be encouraged through a situation like this and to find that place where, like what you were saying, this is a chance for new beginnings as well or some kinds of, uh, some kinds of improvements that, that can be made that we've always wanted to do? Because this is the deal. Like, we, we still have to work. For those of us who have to work at home, I, I have to work at home, right? You know, the kids are working. Why aren't you guys working together at the table? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if we're all working together, it should be some some silence. But you have more control over your schedule, I think, more freedom. So, for me, I'll tell you what we're doing. While I When we get up in the morning, we have breakfast together. And then everybody is on their laptop and ipad we're working Mm -hmm. and then we go to lunch together and then we get back to it but i tell you what at 3 4 o'clock we turn it off and it's just all about us so for us our routine has been while the kids are in school and their laptops working mommy is on her laptop working um and yeah they're asking questions right they're doing work some of the work we don't know god dang it get on google Get on Google, call the teacher. We do have access to their teachers. You have to use the resources. You know, we tell our kids, you know, if you don't know something, you need to ask the teacher. Well, now we're in that Mm -hmm. situation. If we don't know, call the teacher, FaceTime the teacher, email the teacher, and, and move on to the next thing and come back to it. There's no need to panic about it. You know, the kids are learning, and we're relearning, you know, some of the things that they're learning. But we, it's how we look at it. It's all about perspective, mm-hmm. Betty. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's still a beautiful thing to be able to sit next to your kid while they're in school and you're working. Right. It just sounds like it needs to be structure. Yeah. So just like you would do anything else in your life. And there's the other part. I've talked to a few people during this break time who are rethinking their careers. They're looking at, you know, my job is okay, but I'm really in it for just the paycheck. I don't get a lot out of that job anymore. In fact, I had one person tell me they actually hate their job, mm. but they got a family to take care of, right? They got to feed their kids and, and uh, help support the household income, mm-hmm. but they don't like what they're doing. So my advice to them was to start working on where you want to be. What do you ultimately want to do? When you look at the fact that this person being in their 40s, you know, you're you're getting to that kind of middle stage of life where the days in front of you aren't as as many as the ones that are behind you. That's right. And so why waste so many of your good years, your more productive years in a job that you don't like working with people that you don't feel support you. So this is an ideal time to start thinking about careers and saying, you know, what else do I need to learn? Like you said, if I want to go in a different direction, I have to figure out first of all, what that is. And like you were talking about, maybe I need to go and get additional training. So now we're finding that training is online. There are all kinds of courses and classes you can take to get you those skills that you need in order to prepare. Uh, prepare yourself to move into a different area of life, mm-hmm. something that you're more interested in and doing. So there's so much value to time. It's a precious commodity. We don't have a lot of it before one rare occasion in life, and we may never have this situation again. We need to take full advantage of that to, like you say, pivot or make a full on move in another direction um, to to find that joy and that uh, those things that interest us and those things that are going to make a difference right. in how we live a life that's more fulfilling for us. That's right. And, you know, the one thing that we say, and it's so cavalier how we say it, <clears throat> is life is short. It, absolutely it is. And in this season, mm-hmm. I think some people are really seeing it like, 
there is no better time than right now. There's no better time than right now. So if you want to change careers, start working on it right now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until next week because next week isn't promise. You know, we have to be more urgent with the things that make us happy and bring us joy. And sometimes I think we put that on delay thinking we have so much time and the truth of the matter is there's never enough time. This, the, this pandemic has given us the time that we would have never gotten. Right. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about this morning, I went out and took a good long walk because I try to do these things that think through and try to figure out what all of this means. And I think a lot of people are in that phase where we're trying to figure out why it's happening, what's the purpose in it, mm-hmm. what are we supposed to gain from right. it. From a spiritual standpoint, a lot of people are trying to figure out what is God trying to do, mm-hmm. what kind of message is he sending us. There's so many questions as a result of this. Right. And people are looking for that because I think our brains just search for something that gives us some kind of validation around things we don't understand. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking, though, in terms of we as a nation and just as humankind, mm-hmm. we look when I look at our lifespan and I was telling my husband who's walking me, I said, you know what? It's unfortunate. Most of us live like this. By the time we're in, you know, and maybe we went to college, I don't know, but in our early like our early 20s, maybe, we don't really know at that stage of our lives what we really want to do. We might get a degree, maybe not, but we're, we are forced into the work world because we have to start taking care of ourselves. Well, we might end up in a job that pays us a, you know, a salary or some kind of money just to keep us afloat. But somewhere in there, you might meet a mate, you might start that whole family thing. And now you're, um, you're just kind of tossed into now I have more of a responsibility, not just to myself, but to other people. Right. Meanwhile, you don't know what you want out of your life. Well, by the time you hit your 40s, maybe you got a pretty good idea, maybe even late 30s, you got a pretty good idea about what you want. However, those dreams are now delayed because you have a responsibility to a mate and maybe some kids. And so now your dream is deferred oftentimes, or at least that's how people treat it. So you'll find people working in jobs they don't particularly care to do or in careers they don't particularly like because they're forced to have to keep food on the table and keep a roof over everybody's head. So now by the time I figure out what I want and I can finally try to pursue this thing, I might then be near retirement age once the kids are gone and out the house. You know, I might be in my 50s or 60s. And it might be too late in my life to pursue that thing. And so I think a lot of times in life, that's why people feel a little bit deprived. Uh, They didn't really get everything they wanted out of life because they didn't take the chances. They didn't make the moves because their priorities were their family. And that's legit. But it, it, it just seems it just seems to me I was just trying to think through that cycle. And that's what I find because we you know, they say youth. Uh, uh, is wasted on the well yeah youth is wasted on the young yeah when we have the the time well the ability and the energy and the you know the the early parts of our lives when we can really make things happen that's the time when we don't know how to live life (laughs) you know and it seems a little unfair when we become wise enough to live it in a, a fuller way then we don't have the resources or the time to do it because we're responsible for other things. So somehow we've got to get that in sync Mm -hmm. where people can figure it out on the front end and start pursuing that even as they find um, the personal aspects of their lives uh, that can sometimes hinder those things. We still got to find a way to not just push through, but 
um, to be responsible, but still get what we need so that we're not near the end of our lives saying, oh, I wish I had, well, you know, you know? I, think that, I, I wish I'd done this. I think that's a generational mm-hmm. thing, right? I think our kids will be more willing to take a risk and take a chance and go after their dreams versus, you know, my mother, my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, because they, they, I don't think they had the number one, the education that I have and the education I'm able to provide to my children. And number two, Mm -hmm. you know, just circumstance where we come from, all the odds that we're up against. So I think from a generational standpoint, our kids will take more chances. I think we'll see that cycle broken with our children in all honesty. Okay. Well, I hope so. I'm going to, I'm going to, hold that I'm gonna, I'm gonna cross my fingers on that one and I hope they do take greater chances than us because I think the world needs to be advanced even further and in better ways and when we come back from our break Raquel I want us to talk just a little bit about more practical steps okay. that we can offer to people in this whole uh, um, effort to overcome during difficult times okay. all right we'll be right, right. back leadership teamwork Conflict management, self-awareness. Mastering skills in these areas are how we at Sharper Development Solutions help leaders and employees perform better at work. Through classroom instruction, group and individual coaching, and tools like Everything Disc Styles Assessments, we develop leaders, teams, and relationships through greater self-awareness and accountability. Call us at 803-622-4511 to schedule an appointment and learn more about how we can help you and your organization excel. All right, so I'm back with Raquel Thomas. We've been talking about resilience and how to overcome through difficult times, through crisis, like what we're experiencing now. And I promised on the, before we went to break, that we would give you more practical advice around how to overcome, how to be more, more resilient. And so Raquel, you know, you've had a lot of experience in life through your personal experiences, as well as being uh, an owner of multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. And you've had, you've seen your fair share of, you know, the highs and the lows. And so I know you've given us some things around what we need to do. Let's just kind of sum it up in a certain way, I would imagine, for people who, and I want us to think expansively around all kinds of folks, those who are um, of all ages, whether they're in business or not, whether they're employed or not, but just everybody in general, even from a personal standpoint, How do we help people? What what practical steps can they take when they're faced full on with something they didn't expect? And now they're at that crossroads. They're probably just standing still, afraid. You know, some people may be at a point right now where uh, the ch- paycheck is drying right. up. Uh, they don't know when their bills are going to get paid or how they're going to get paid. They're trying to figure out what's going to happen at the end of the week, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or even tomorrow, much less what we're talking about, you know, over the course of weeks or months. Some people are living at a point where they just got to get something done right now. So how do we keep our heads so that we can take the necessary steps to, um, you know, to, to move in whatever direction we need to, to survive through all right. of this? So I'll, I'll say this. I think the first thing we have to do is stop and breathe and collect ourselves. Um, but we have to create principles. Um, and these principles should be aligned with who we are as professionals in, in the workforce 
in our businesses and who we are as people. Um, I've already mentioned, you know, you have to figure out a way to pivot. But what does pivot mean when you're in a hard time and you're forced to pivot? I think, first of all, for me and my family, we lead everything with prayer. And I and I, I firmly believe that it still changes things and it provides clarity. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, Amen. it provides clarity. And once you get that prayer out, you know, then you got to create a plan. You got to create a plan and then you got to work the plan and working the plan is going to require, I think, individuals to create a SWOT analysis for themselves. You know, we hear the word SWOT um, a lot in business, but I think we Mm -hmm. as people have to create a SWOT analysis for our personal lives. And for those individuals that don't know what a SWOT analysis is, it's essentially laying out your strengths as a person. What are your strengths as a woman? What are your strengths as a man? And then what are your weaknesses as a woman and a man? Opportunities that you have that that have been in front of you that you haven't gone out to seek, opportunities that you know that could change your life forever. And then what threats do we face? What threats could prohibit us from getting to those goals? I think if we could put that on paper, literally create a SWOT analysis for our personal lives, just as we would do for a business, I think it's a good starting point to creating that plan that's going to get you through not just this hard time, but keep you focused and provide a roadmap for the rest of your life. I think that's an excellent, excellent idea and recommendation. You're right. We do that in business, but we don't think enough about it from a personal standpoint. And so to look at those things, your, your strengths and weaknesses, and what opportunities are in front of you and those things that might threaten those opportunities, I think uh, it's essential. And to have a plan in place like you recommended. So I think people need to stop for a minute and figure it out. What am I going to do? What do I need today? What do I need tomorrow? What do I need in the next week or so? The other part of that, I think we don't do enough of is align ourselves with people. I'm all about strategic alliances. Mm -hmm. And in a time when people can sometimes be, um, uh, I guess, I don't want to say adversarial, but they see uh, other people as a competitor of theirs, as opposed to a person who can help them through. I've reached out to so many people who do the same type of work that I do. And we've been helping each other. We've been, I'm like, have you heard about this? You know, this is available to us as business people. Are you going for this thing? You know, have you heard this is available and that kind of stuff. So, and they're doing the same thing for me. We're shooting emails and calling each other and doing uh, Zoom meetings to talk about how do we all stay afloat together. Even on a personal level, you can do the same thing, you know, to That's find right. out what's available. What what is, what is my neighbor doing? What is my friend doing? Uh, you know, somebody, how are y'all making it through? This is not a time to be all secretive and trying to put up fronts and make everybody think you got it all sewn up and you're, you're cool through all of this when you're drowning underneath, you know, you're paddling as fast as you can to keep from drowning. This is a time to reach out and say, hey, I need a little help here. I don't know which way to go. I'm struggling right. a little bit because everybody is in the same boat. You know, we're at different levels of it, but everybody's had this point where they've been shut down. So I would advise people to reach out and ask for help if you need it. Yeah, and I think we, we don't do that enough anymore, um, whether it be pride or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's so important to reach out. Um, you know, we have to help each other and we will get through this thing better and stronger if we do it together. Mm-hmm. 
And resilience is about bouncing back. So I think asking the question, you know, what do you want this to look like when all is said and done? What spot should I be in? Because in order to get there, you have to have a vision for yourself. And so in order to get there, you got to know where it is you want to be, right? Are you just going to be swept up in the tide and allow life to just push you you through, you know, or you got to create it. Yes. And and get there and and, then look at what your resources are, no matter how limited they may seem. That's why you end up having to reach out to other people. You got to figure out what you need to get to whatever vision you have for you, your business, yourself, your, your uh, family. But we can't just be swept along and, you know, shouting and crying out and saying, oh, woe is me, oh, woe is me. Oh, the sky is falling. Yeah, things aren't that great right now, but this is an opportunity in front of you. It is a threat, but it is also an opportunity in front of you to turn what could be and what is a difficult situation into something that's not only manageable, but will put you up on top when all is done. That's right. Well, you've. You've had a lot of business experience, uh, Raquel. So as we wrap up today, is there anything, I'll start from the entrepreneurial standpoint, any uh, one uh, bit of advice you would leave people with if you wanted to encourage somebody at a time like this when people might be just kind of wringing their hands and shaking their heads and they don't know what the next step is, what final word would you give to them? I would say don't give up. Um, this this storm will pass mm-hmm. just like all storms. There is no storm that lasts forever. Uh, so, you know, stay still, work your plan. And if you don't have one, there's no better time than to create one. But don't give up because this storm will pass. And you're a business coach, mm-hmm. Ra- Raquel. So how if people wanted to wanted you wanted to talk through some things with you or wanted to hire you even because hey this is the other part we have to realize that we need to continue to support small businesses and don't think that just because we're out here you know having these conversations we're still in business and we have a wealth of information to share with people but your focus tends to be on entrepreneurs more than Mm -hmm. anything so how would anybody who wanted to get in touch with you Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help small businesses and how they can get in touch with so, you. So the biggest thing for our consultant firm is helping entrepreneurs make more money, right? How do you increase your value and how do you increase your profits? Um, so that's our big thing, um, walking through processes with our um, companies that we work with, processes, people. And then we create a plan, an action plan that we can carry out and we work the plan and we do it together. Um, A lot of what I do, the answers are already there with those individual businesses, but they just need help walking through them, uh, help kind of defining, defining what the real goal is, because sometimes that gets lost in the shuffle. Um, We work on exit plans as well, um, leaving the job and going into that entrepreneurial career. What does it look like financially to do that? So we work on all things around opening that new business and then sustaining that business. Uh, my website is www.raquelmrthomas.com and that's raquelmrthomas.com. My social media handles on Instagram, you can find me um, by typing in Raquel RT3, R-A-Q-U-E-L-R-T, the number three. And on Facebook, it is Raquel M.R. Thomas MBA, Raquel M.R. Thomas MBA.
Wonderful. So anybody who's interested in really sitting down with Raquel and finding out what next steps are, this is a great opportunity. Like we said, we have nothing but time on our hands at this point, but use that time wisely to tap into the experiences and the resources that are out there and available to you. And especially to those of us in our community who need help more than anything. And I'm talking about communities of color. We uh, have resources right among us. And so reach out and ask, uh, ask for help and I would love to help um, anyone who needs uh-huh. help. This is the time. I'm sorry. I said I would love to help anyone who does need yes, help. Yes, absolutely. Go for it. And so I highly recommend it. It, it, is, um, um, it is a worthwhile investment in yourself. And I just want to also, from a personal standpoint too, Raquel, as we wrap up, because I know everybody's not in business for themselves, but you also uh, have had enough personal experiences mm-hmm. Would you advise the same thing? Just don't give up. Keep your head up. Just keep pressing forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot. The principles that I go by in my business are in alignment with who I am as a woman. So um, I I think it's so important to be in alignment in your profession as well as who you are as a woman or man, because I don't Mm -hmm. believe you can be two people. Right. (laughs) So for me. Um, it's the same advice when I create a SWOT analysis and I do it every six months for my business. I also do one for me as a woman, um, because we do change, right? So we don't stay the same. So what's on your SWAT, you know, six months ago, it could change just slightly the next six months. So the principles that I live by in my business, I also live by in my personal life. So again, you know, you can't give up. You, you can't give up. Uh, the storm will pass. You know, if you're having a hard time, you know, in your family, in your household, uh, things just aren't right. You want things to be better. Keep doing the work. Create a plan so that it can get better and know that if you don't create that plan and you're not working mm-hmm. towards something, it's very difficult to come out of a bad situation when you don't have a plan right. in place Absolutely. that you're working so everybody's got to keep their heads up, do what they have to do. Um, this is, as much as people want to say it, it's not the end of the world. It just feels that way. And so, yeah. And so but right. we all will come out of it on the other side, hopefully better than we were going in if we use the time that we have right now wisely. I want to thank you so much, Raquel, for being a part of this podcast today. I'm always looking for ways to bring Uh, valuable information to our listeners. And I hope today, I know for me, uh, the things that you shared uh, have definitely got my wheels rolling as well. And uh, we hope the same for everybody else. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I just want to remind my listeners that today's episode has been brought to you by Sharper Development Solutions, Inc., where we provide corporate training and executive coaching to companies that want to grow their leaders and build stronger teams through better relationships. Check us out on social media and by the great people of Anchor, too, the platform for this podcast. Uh, Enjoy your day, everybody. Thank you, Raquel. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.